Welcome to In Focus, a discussion of current issues affecting our economy, featuring a review of the latest research and analysis from the Washington Research Council. My name is Lou Moore. I'm president of the Washington Research Council, and I'm here today with uh, Chris Schoblum, who's our research director and senior economist, as well as Emily Makings, our senior research analyst. And this is our In Focus podcast episode for April the 21st, 2015. So, Emily, you blogged a bit about our uh, health uh, benefit exchange. Yes, um, I've written a lot about the enrollment issues with the health benefit exchange. In particular, I looked this week at how the exchange fares in the state budget proposals. The exchange had asked for an additional $67 million for the biennium, and Governor Inslee had proposed to give them that much in total budgeted funds. The House proposal would provide $44 billion in total budgeted funds, and that includes the general fund, the health benefit exchange account, and federal funds. And the Senate, conversely, would give uh, only $6 million. So the reason, one of the reasons that the House would give them so much more for the biennium is that they would um, provide funding to maintain staffing, they would provide funds for the customer support call center, for in-person assisters, and for the website's information technology systems. Additionally, both the House and the Senate assume that the exchange will stop collecting premium payments from enrollees. So currently, the, the exchange actually takes payment from enrollees and then, I guess, forwards it on to the insurance companies that are actually providing the coverage. But um, both budgets would do assume that the insurance carriers will do that service going forward. And that saves like $4 million, I think. So, Emily, what is the thinking on the Senate's part of uh, bringing forth such a smaller number in terms of revenue? Does it has to have to do with this new role that the private insurers are going to take on? Or, or what was their thinking? Do you have any idea? Well, first of all, the exchange had already been appropriated like $80 million for the biennium. So this is additional spending. They're supposed to be self-sustaining this year. So I think that has a lot to do with it, too, that I think the Senate probably thinks that they should be able to do their work on what they've already had. All right, very well. Dr. Showbloom, you have some numbers for us again today. Yes, yes. Um, last week, we got the Employment Security Department's monthly employment report. Uh, came out on April 15th. Um, it's the uh, report of employment in the month of March. And a report showed that the state had added uh, 10,500 jobs uh, from February to March, which is a pretty good uh, performance, uh, especially when you compare it to what had happened on the national level, which where that, that month was quite weak. It does um, kind of support the hypothesis that what was happening on the national level uh, reflected bad weather. And of course, if, if we haven't had bad weather out here. Uh, most of our bad weather has been kind of deflected back there. And, and so this is actually good news for the national economy, I think, because it, it does support the idea that, that the weak national report was simply due to the, to the weather. Also, the estimate for the previous month was revised from a loss of 600 jobs to a gain of 2,600. Again, that's good. Mm -hmm. The uh, seasonally adjusted unemployment rate for the state is down to 5.9%. I always like to say caution that these initial monthly reports are subject to a great deal of revision on occasion. They come from a, a, a result of a survey of employers, and when you get down to the level of a, an individual state, the number of employers that are surveyed – 
is relatively small. There's a fair amount of what the statisticians like to call sampling error associated with this. Uh, we eventually get uh, full counts of employment through the tax returns uh, for the unemployment insurance system, and at that point, we actually get a, a pretty accurate count of who are here. And, and so in six months from now, we will have a better picture. Uh, but then again, six months from now, we're not really going to be so worried about where, uh, what employment was in in March, but we'll be worried about what it was in September. Yeah, right. It's what you've done for me lately that counts. But... Yes. All right. Uh, so, Emily, uh, you uh, provided us with a very provocative blog post having to do with uh, education and taxation and finances in the state uh, coming from our state treasurer. Right. First, to step back a minute, um, last week, State Superintendent Randy Dorn released a proposal to spend an additional $2.2 billion on basic education. While both the House and the Senate would provide significant new funds for education, this definitely goes beyond those. For example, it, it actually funds some of Initiative 1351 farther than the House and Senate do. But it, even that doesn't fully fund 1351. But in his plan, he would complete funding under McCleary, reduce class sizes in grades 4 to 12, hire additional support staff, fund more teachers and more classrooms, reform the compensation system, reform the levy system, etc. So in order to pay for this, he worked with state treasurer Jim McIntyre. And the treasurer proposed this week to do several things. First, he would eliminate the state property tax, lower regular property tax limits, and limit excess local school levies. He would set the B&O tax rate at 1% for business services and at 0.29% for all others. He'd cut the state sales tax rate to 5.5%. And the most interesting thing is that he would create a 5% flat rate income tax that would be dedicated to education. And all of this would, he, he would require a three-fifths vote of the legislature to make any changes to income sales or B&O tax rates. Wow. So, so it's definitely a... A new well, one. Well, our very conservative citizens might be kind of excited about this. Even our friend in Mukilteo, Mr. Ivan, uh, is going to pay attention to the fact he's requiring a thir- three-fifths vote of the legislature to make any changes. Then we have a flat rate income tax. We have uh, elimination of the property tax. These have all, at various times, been causes of our more conservative citizens. And then uh, for pretty drastic lowering of business taxes of the B&O tax. There's something for everyone. Wow, this is something else. So uh, what's the status of this? Well, it's probably uh, not going to go anywhere this year. Perhaps, uh, I mean, it would have to be a constitutional amendment. So it's... um, I'm, I'm a little unclear on the timing how Superintendent Dorn would expect this to pay for his 2015-17 spending proposal. Even if it were to go through, I don't see how it could bring in any money necessarily for the next biennium. Treasurer McIntyre um, was represented McIntyre before he moved over into the treasurer's office and was actually a member of the state tax structure study committee in 2002. That's the Gates Committee, as it's known. He's been long interested in tax reform, and and I know he's been working on this plan for a couple of years now. I I think what has happened is he's decided that now's the time at least to throw the idea out because of the turmoil uh, surrounding funding of McClary. 
So a long-term play. It's a long-term play. And I think he's quite he's quite affronted at being outside of the, the legislature. Um, he doesn't really have the ability to directly start this going as it's through the legislative process. And and I think this is thrown out as a discussion uh, starter more than anything. And uh, it will be an interesting discussion. Sure. And I would just want to say uh, McIntyre described the plan as, quote, a starting point to provoke uh, discussion, uh, which is fine. I was talking to an economist. Uh, they actually are uh, annual dinner speaker. And uh, he commented that if you're having economic success in a state, you want to be real careful about changing how you got there. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens. My name is Lou Moore. I'm here with Chris Schobloom and Emily Makings. We're with the Washington Research Council, and we are so glad that you joined us today. Thanks. In Focus is a production of the Washington Research Council, dedicated to providing timely, credible research and policy analysis supporting economic vitality and private sector job creation. Your tax-deductible investment allows our work to continue. For more information, go to researchcouncil.org. Thank you.